Boom, we're on. Brian's recording the call, this call. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> the TFD show, everybody. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Um, I'm alive. I don't have coronavirus. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> you know, yeah. And the voices you're hearing, I'm Brian. I'm Matt. Drinking his beer. <laughs> and I'm drinking whiskey. Uh, I guess let's start off with another round. Let's just toast this show off since we're both alive and doing well and our families are doing well. God and bless them. Huh? And we're homeowners. And we are now homeowners, which we'll go in depth uh, later in the show. But uh, I'll start off. I am now drinking uh, Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. I figured uh, Conor McGregor deserved a little support. Uh, give it a shot. It's actually smoother than I thought it would be. I didn't think it was actually going to be that good, despite some of the reviews saying it was not bad. But it's actually pretty good. Uh, right now, I'm just having it uh, with a little splash of water, open up the tastes, soften it a little bit. That's that's McGregor's actual whiskey, like his, like his uh, like his brand or something. Yeah. Huh. See the uh, it's proper twelve. It is uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, that's a tiger. That's the 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 tattoo that's on his chest. Is on there. It's a tiger. It's not Conor McGregor. Yeah, but this is tattoo that's on your chest. I know it's not Conor McGregor's face. I'm trying to see. Let's see. All right, I'm going to turn the label. You can't see it because this is a radio. This is you know you know audio medium, but that's signed by him. Okay. Signature. Yep. Printed name and signature. Conor McGregor. Cool. Distilled, aged, and bottled in Ireland. Nice. During his fights. Yes. Only during his fights. That's right. Most of it, uh, the, the barrels are, are soaked in the blood of the fallen people he, he's beaten. So nice. it's not a lot of barrels. <laughs> I, I, I did hear that every, every sip you take increases your ability to trash talk by like 10%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's damn fine whiskey. It's a damn fine whiskey. Damn fine. Uh, definitely get in the mood. I feel like just running around, ranting to my neighbors and telling them how... Uh, how completely savage I'm going to be to them. That's right. <laughs> you. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, so the wife picked up this stuff. It's called uh, Big Wave Golden Ale. And uh, it's a Hawaiian beer from the Kona Brewing Company. And I really wasn't like that into it. We got a six pack. And I drank one of them and it was fine, but really didn't do anything for me. But now that I'm on number six, pretty good. You know, uh, I've had the Kona Big Wave. Actually, I like the Kona beers. There's a couple other ones. Liquid Aloha. I like this stuff. Yeah, Aloha, everybody. Especially after six beers, Aloha to everybody. That's right. That's right. Mahalo and Aloha. Yeah, actually, uh, when I um, when I did uh, when I was in Hawaii uh, a few years ago. Oh yeah, I forgot you went there. Right. Yeah, I did a little humanitarian aid with the uh, Air Force Reserve. I was with. And I'll just we just did some medical, you know, treatment education for a couple of the smaller islands, Lanai. Um, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, man, that they were just handing that stuff out to us. Right, they were like, "Hey, here, take this beer and save us from the volcano god." Basically, yeah. And then uh, you know, you hear the Dwayne the Rock Johnson's voice in the background, drink it and buy my tequila. But it's his. It was his voice from. Uh, um, Moana. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. 
Actually, uh, yeah, I watched it some of it the other day. Tara was watching it with uh, with Getty, my mother-in-law. Oh, chicken! Had... Hilarious. Chicken is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> chicken is the best part of the movie to me. The chicken survived like like a stormy sea and everything, and it's a chicken. The chicken got into all these. The chicken ate a rock and almost choked to death. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Oh, it was such a good movie. But uh, yeah, man. So I guess uh, yeah, the biggest events that have happened since our last podcast is um, yeah, man, we're homeowners. Pretty crazy. Yeah, right. I mean, let's just start off with saying it feels so wonderful to walk into your home, no longer living in a triple-decker apartment, and it's quiet. There's yeah. no one below, nobody above. Yes. And, and the best part is that you are now building equity. Every month that you pay your mortgage, it's not just money being flushed down the drain. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> you know? Whether you stay there for five years, 15 years, or 25 years, you're building equity. You're you're now worth more than you were yesterday. That's for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. It's a great feeling. It's a good to see like you have an investment. It's not just like it's it's the equity we're building, it's the improvements we're generally gonna start making. Cause the yep. house is wonderful, but you know, obviously there's there's gonna be little things we're gonna be improving. Actually, I just had um um a handyman of, of ours come in and take a look because we heat our water and the house itself with oil. Yeah, old and school. Old school Northeast. Old school. So there's no gas lines near us and it's the broiler, everything's off oil. And I want to try and convert that and I want to get an electric water heater or switch it over so I can turn the broiler off during the summer months or the months I won't be using it for the two to three months I'll, that'll occur. And get, uh, you know, save the machine, save some money in the long run. But I also need to switch out the amp box, my, my, my electric box. I got to switch it from a 100 amp to a 200 amp. So I, I also got to talk to an electrician. So I wouldn't mess with that. Well, I have to do it. That's why I'm going to pay a licensed electrician to do it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, it's definitely stuff, man. Luckily, you know, our house doesn't really have pretty much anything to do. Oh, the, a text box came through, so I erased it. Um, you know, luckily our, our house is pretty much, it's turnkey, man. There was, there's nothing to really, that needs to be done to it. There's stuff that we could do, but um, it's, it's mostly cosmetic in terms of structure and um, functionality. There's really nothing. And we actually, we met um, the neighbor across the street and he was like, oh damn, Someone's living in there now. And we're like, yeah, that's us. And he said that he knew the guy. Yeah, we're the, it's us. We're the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he said that he knew, he knew the guy that owned the home. And supposedly the guy had, he had bought the home um, a few years back for his mom. He did a bunch of work. He put in like beautiful floors, nice kitchen and everything, um, nice appliances. And she barely ever used the house. He said he, he probably saw somebody go in the house like, a, like four or five times. Like nobody actually lived in the house. So I don't know if she just decided it wasn't for her. She wanted or she needed to go to like an, a living a, a assisted living facility or something. But 
whatever the reason, the house was barely used. So all the appliances in the kitchen, brand new. They had like the some of them some of them had a plastic like cellophane tape on them. Really? Uh, yeah. He it wasn't part of the of the purchase agreement or the contract, but he left the washer dryer there anyway. Um, which they look like they've been used like five times. Um, so we were going to go out and buy, you know, new appliances and we did the final walkthrough and they were there and our agent was like, well, he hasn't said anything about taking them out. Do you want him to? And we were like, no, (laughs) you know, because at least we don't have to run out and buy appliances instantly, you know? So, um, the only thing that I absolutely have to put in is the garage door doesn't have a motor. Um, and I'm guessing it's because nobody ever used it, you know? So got to put a motor in other than that, um, just some landscaping stuff and crazy is already working on that. So nice. Yeah. Probably, probably put a new door on the, on the shed. Cause it's like kind of raggedy, but other than that, whatever. I scored all that lawn equipment yesterday for 200 bucks, 180, excuse me. So, oh yeah. Very nice. Cool. I like it. Yeah, we have a lot of yard to uh, to manage now, which I think the homeowners previously at our, our new house, um, they weren't yard people because there's a lot of debris, kind of a pile of wood. You know, yeah, I saw some pictures you sent. So um, definitely going to attack that and start chipping away at it with my little weekend my day off projects uh, our garage the 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 motor doesn't work either but it's a newer it's a newer uh, setup like from sears it's a new garage door motor so i'm yeah. thinking this might still be under warranty because the thing looks super clean and that's just i think uh i'm gonna double check the wiring and even see if it's connected because some of them look like they've been snipped and i'm wondering if they did that or i don't know someone sabotaged them but <laughs> <laughs> oh thomas that's benjamin oh that's benjamin. a long cat yeah, a very long cat yes very hard burger run <laughs> yes my cat yeah there's a freaking rabbit lives in the backyard can't wait till the cat just see him out the window but they can't get out there so they're just gonna like fall out the window and just stare like aggressively at the animal it's gonna be hilarious yeah but yeah. Uh, cat in our, our little garden box you you have a cat i don't have a cat uh sorry, a bunny sorry it was a bunny oh okay, okay. it was a bunny in the little garden box bouncing around and i'm like ain't nothing there yet but even if there is you ain't getting it yeah yeah he the, the rabbit was hanging out like i think he's i think he lives underneath the shed um because he's kind of walking around and then he kind of like nestled into the grass so I was like, oh. Yeah, they burrow, those little, those little critters. But if you guys end up doing a garden, you got to be careful because he's going to start eating all your gardening stuff. Yeah, we're going to do a garden, but, I mean, whatever. It's not like I'm going to plank him or anything. Just, you know, put out, like, separate rabbit food. Maybe we'll go to that. What do you think rabbit tastes like? Probably like veal. Mm. My wife, said, my, wife, my wife says it probably tastes like chicken. Yeah, yeah. It, might. it does taste like chicken. They're pretty active. I guess, yeah, they'd be a little tougher than veal, but, you know, yeah. I guess we'll find out. I guess we're going to. Oh, man, congratulations again. I'm, I mean, 
is these are just those momentous occasions where we're, you're transitioning from renter, homeowner, like you said, building equity, investment, uh, growth of your family income, wealth that you will hold on to and build further into the future. It's what you know, it's that next phase of life, that that stepping stone into adulting, if you will. Uh, you know, like now hey, I'm excited to do yard work. When I was a kid, I was like, man, I gotta mow the lawn. That sucks. <laughs> I get to go out and buy the tools. I'm gonna go get a weed whacker. I'm gonna go get all sorts of these equipment so I can help maintain this property that I love and cherish with for my family. That's it. You keep your property value up. Everybody else's property value goes up. When you go to sell, you make more money. Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. I'm just thrilled now that now we just we just can have general savings, right? Now we're not saving for like a massive investment, which is nice because now you can start diversifying the investments, right? Like now that we've, now that we've closed and we've already spent our down payment money, the leftover cash into investments. And it's a good time. It's a good time to invest right now. It is a good time. Things are dirt cheap. Yeah. It's another, it was a, a bloody week in the stock market. Everything's down. Oh my gosh. Like it's, yep. we might as well just, we might as well break it up. So we're still under quarantine. It's uh, day 5,000, it feels, that uh, people are locked down in their homes trying to flatten the curve, flatten the curve. And, you know, but apparently, even though we're flattening the curve, there's still a giant risk if we decide to open things up. So, you know. Yeah, man. It's uh, it, it's crazy, you know. Um, so I'll tell you when when you uh, when you were texting yesterday about the guy that was exactly your age, and uh, you know, now his lung doesn't have lungs anymore. Um, got me thinking, man. That you know, I'm supposed to be flying down to Miami in like two weeks to to take Jacob, you know, my stepson to uh, be with his dad, but. Um, I think we're probably going to end up just driving halfway and meeting his dad halfway just to avoid unnecessary flight, you know, and I don't, if I go down to Miami, what am I going to do? I'm going to, you know, stay in my parents' apartment for four days, mm-hmm. you know, and, and potentially expose them to anything. And, you know, they're, they're not young. So I don't know, man. And then I, I don't want to bring it back here to my wife who's asthmatic um, you know, it just uh, got me thinking that, you know, as much as I'm not going to say that it's, it's overblown, obviously, because I have a best friend who's on the front lines who you see it every day when you go to work. It's obviously not, not real, but, um, you know, I guess there's no sense in taking unnecessary exposure risks, you know, regardless of how you view the the lot you know the lockdown and the stay at home yeah yeah i mean it, it is it's a very it's a horrible looking uh illness i actually did go as you know i went down to uh, miami last week for my grandmother's funeral she was 101 years old she did a very good long long life uh, it was non-covid related she was just old age this last year after she turned 100 you know it was just all downhill, home, home health care, you know, helping, taking care of her, bathing her. You know, she got bedridden after a little bit. 
Um, you know, but she got to see her grandchildren, great grandchildren. But yeah. let me tell you, flying, it sucked. <laughs> I can't imagine, dude. The social distancing that the airlines say that they're doing, it doesn't exist. They promote it. There's tape on the floor for you to stay back six feet, but there's only like four of those pieces of tape. And then the flights are full. There may be 20 planes in the entire airport, but the flights are completely full. And then they announce, hey, everybody, if you want to change seats due to social distancing, let your stewardess know. I'm like, change it to where? <laughs> the wing. <laughs> it's not like you guys were like, oh, we'll keep social distancing by one person per row and take the hit. They're already taking a giant hit, these airlines, these companies. But no. They're trying to get up every every penny they can, yeah. And they get and they give you uh. So uh, I flew. I'm not gonna say the specific airline, but I flew, and they give you a small little handbag, uh, like those little present bags you get, like when you go to like, I don't know, sort of like, <laughs> and inside a <laughs> bottle of water and peanuts. And I'm like, okay, even if you wear gloves, I'm still use another person. I'm not sure. Hopefully, they maintain the proper PPE and. They clean things, but it's just a paper bag with a little bottle of water and a little bag of peanuts or pretzels, whatever it was, that you're handing me. So I, I said, no, thank you. Give it to somebody else because I brought my own snack. Yeah. And it's just like, it, I don't know. It, it, it was kind of confusing because there was all this, we're doing the best to help everyone. And the airlines are really not. Yeah, they're doing the best to help themselves. Yeah, I mean, they're hurting, as you can clearly see. If anyone follows, um, you know, how Delta, American, Spirit, their stocks are now below $8. Or actually, actually jumped up. Some of them were below $8. Now they're back to 9 9 and 8 10 almost $10 again a share. Down from 60 Yes. Three months ago, 60 a share. Yeah, but you know what? Suffering. On, 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 that, on that note, man... Um, you know, I, I know we, I think we had talked last time about, it. I know we've been obviously talking private that, uh, you know, the airline stocks are, you know, money makers right now because they're so cheap, but, you know, you got to think about it. So for example, my work, you know, I work from home and, um, I don't see a reason to go back to the office like ever, unless I need to like pick up supplies. But we're all doing our job perfectly fine from home. So you got to think how this thing's going to radiate throughout the working world. That are there going to be as many um, people traveling for business meetings? You know, probably not because everyone's like, oh, well, Zoom exists. <laughs> you know, like Skype exists. Why do I need to go from Los Angeles to New York for a business meeting? You know, if, if, if we can just all hop on the computer and chat on the computer. It's a little annoying because people talk over each other sometimes, but you know, after a, a year or two of this, everyone's gonna have it really smooth. And you know, so the point, I don't know if the airline stocks are gonna recover um, because what, who's gonna be traveling? On, who's gonna be flying on airlines? People that need to go like across the ocean are gonna be traveling on airlines, but like, look, I could take a flight to go see you up in Boston, or I just, you know, take two days and drive. It's like, yeah, it is slower, but 
I'm not breathing in recycled air for, you know, two and a half hours. Um, I'm probably spending, you know, well, probably around the same between a rental car and gas. But, you know, I don't have to deal with the airline delays. I don't have to deal with sitting on a plane during boarding and takeoff and all that stuff. I can just drive. So if I, if I can drive for vacation and I can Zoom meet for conferences, what, what sector is left for flying? Unless, like I said, unless you're going to fly great distances, like if I want to go to California, yeah, I'll probably fly, not drive. But in terms of the, the percentage, I think is going to drop like crazy. So I, I, don't, I don't see these things recovering. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, it's, you take a risk if you're buying, like you take a risk with any stock or any investment yeah. you're looking to do, you, you're taking a risk, right? There's upside where, A, it can return to normal or it can return even stronger because people are going to be so cooped up. They're going to want to travel. They're going to want to visit family, go to be those vacations got, that got postponed or held off or that are just in limbo, you know? And then, yeah, there's the risk where there won't be as many people flying because there's still a fear of getting sick or ill or just in general, you know what? Now I'm just comfortable being at home. Like companies overall are going to have to completely change the way they do business because like you said, you're doing your work completely fine at home and there is no real need to go to the office. So maybe there doesn't even need to be an office anymore or at least there not Remember the, remember the whole idea with cities back in like the industrial revolution was because people needed to live closer to their jobs because they were on like horses and carriages and they were in like Ford Model A's that couldn't go more than like, you know, 20 miles. So, you know, now, the, you know, cities have formed because of that, because there's just been this drive to, you, you move to to location where there are jobs, right? That's what you always hear. Mm -hmm. you, know, you go to where the jobs are. But if you can do your job from a hundred miles away, you know what? There's not going to be a need for that anymore. And I think there's going to be a flight out of the urban areas and people are going to start living more rural or small towns because it's a better way of life. Um, well, I shouldn't say way of life, but it's a better uh, 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 cost of living is different when you get outside of the city. Oh, yeah, and it's like, cool. look, I mean, you, you, got, you guys are outside of, out of Boston. You know, if you tried to buy your house in Boston, you would have paid three quarters of a million dollars for that house. Probably, probably about a million. Yeah. You know, if, if we had tried to buy our house inside Charlotte, like in like near the city, we would have been paying three or four hundred thousand dollars for that house. Mm -hmm. So there's just going to be this drive away from the city. And I already told the wife that as soon as. My and I work for the county. As soon as the county says, you know, hey, um, yeah, you guys don't have to come into the office anymore. We're moving to the mountains. Gone. Yeah. I might go into the office two or three times a week, but again, it's an hour and 30 minutes away. You know, I can do that for two or three days. You know, yeah. it's not. Two days a week, you take a drive into the city, you go to your office, you sit there. There may be a meeting you need to be that they want in person interaction. It'll just be, you know, you'll get things better. Things yeah, done. Really yeah. you know? I know. I mean, I mean, like, this could be the revolution where society will completely change. All right. This could be a step towards the next generation. Yeah. Like, next year, as in speaking, Captain Picard. Like, this could be Star Trek. This will be like the revolution of the monetary system, the education system, the, the whole living situation across the United States. 
yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, it'll be interesting to see how, I guess, the world comes out of this. Um, but um, hopefully, I mean, you know, not to get like political, but hopefully it kind of like reshapes the way our government, you know, handles the country in general. You know, you look at like, for example, the, the relief packages that they keep putting together. Mm-hmm. Those packages are 100% driven by votes. That's yeah. it. Because if you look at America compared to other countries in the world that how they're giving relief to their to their uh, their citizens, it's it's not even close. You look at like Australia. Australia's getting like twenty like every every family member is getting like two thousand dollars a month to deal with this. We get twelve hundred bucks for ten weeks. Like, you know, fortunately, you know, you and I don't need that because you know we're we're really? still working. But there are but, many people who can't. There are tons of people who can't, who businesses are suffering, who are small business owners, and they can't work or have it. All the money's going to the big corporations. Still, again, same thing that happened in 2008 because lobbyists and it's politically driven. You know, the Democrats put together great packages for, oh, you know, we're going to give everybody X amount of money, this and that, because we need to have them, you know, sustained. But then, you know, then the Republican side shoots it down. And they're just never seeing eye to eye. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's not a bipartisan issue. It, you know, this is not like, oh, how are we going to run the country? No, this is how are we going to help our citizens survive? You know, how are they not going to starve? So, well, you know. I'll play devil's advocate. There's also our economy as a structure itself is what drives business in general in, the com- in our country. So if you continually print money, eventually it's just going to be funny money because you're just going to be devaluing our dollar across globally. And what's that going to do? We're going to suffer in general. Business owners will suffer. People will suffer. Inflation will occur. Look, have you noticed the news saying about groceries jumping up 5%? Oh, yeah. Why hasn't there been a hold to reduce infl- to deuce inflation? You know, they should have put a stop to that. That's something the, our, our government missed out on right now. They should have put this a hold the way Obama did, stop uh, inflation from occurring and lock things down. But, you know, well, there are you, know, things you can look back on and see, you know, we could change and do differently. But, you know, I don't, I don't like the concept of just continually everyone stay at home and then we're just going to give you money. Right. To live. I agree 100%. So, like, do I have to go back to work? Do I even need a business anymore? If you're just going to keep feeding me money, what am I supposed to do? Well, welcome, welcome to communist Russia. Yeah. No, that's what it is. And, that, and that's, my, that's my point, is that, you know, this is a unique situation where, you know, human health is at risk. So on one side, you've got the government telling you, you cannot go to work. We're closing your doors. You have to stay home. You cannot work. Okay, cool. How am I going to eat? So if, the, if they're telling you, if they're not allowing you to do what you need to do to put a roof over your head and put food in your stomach, they pay you to do that. Or to you know handle that, that's fine. But it can't be both. You can't tell people they can't go to work, but then also not provide for them. You know, it's got to. There, one has to happen. So, either let everyone go back to work, or start funneling people money because they're going to starve. And you know that that sucks. So I think that's the whole point. Is I don't agree with printing money either. You know, I wish I had a money machine. I wish I could turn around and press a button right now and spit out a trillion dollars. That'd be sweet. But well, it seems you know, like uh, a lot of 
political uh, representatives are like, we can just print the money and give it to everybody. Well, you know what, man? And, and this goes back in office. This goes back to that whole, you know, you know, a, a famous quote, you know, those that don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Look what happened. Just, just go back and look at post-World War I Germany. Okay. Post-World War I Germany. Remember that the, Germany lost, right? World War I because they lose every war. They, they lost World War I and they had to basically, they had to basically repay all of Europe for the damage they did. Okay. So the, the German mark, right? Their currency was absolutely worthless because all they did was print a bunch of money. They took, they took gold from everybody who had gold to pay back what they, to pay their damage they did. So you had basically, um, I think the example was like, like a, like a, a five mark, right? A five mark could buy you, um, like a loaf of bread. And then after this whole repayment was done, a loaf of bread was like a million marks. It was just this hyperinflation that went out of control. Germany sunk into an economic depression. And guess who thrives off economic depressions? People like Hitler. And that's why he was able to rise to power so quick and so easily where nobody was questioning, what is this guy doing? Oh no, because he speaks really well. And all he does is speak about this glorious Germany and this, you know, bringing the Germany up out of the ashes. You're starving, you believe anything. <laughs> and people like that can take power because they're preying off of people's desperation. And I mean, it, like you're saying, if we just keep printing money, it's the same scenario. Well, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're completely right. We're doomed to repeat if we don't know our history. If you just sit there and listen, we're, to regardless to whatever media source you're listening to, you know, question what you're hearing. Do your own research. Look into what people are telling you, all right? Because you make the best decisions for you and your family. Don't always listen to what others are telling you what you should and could do, okay? Be educated. Always continue to educate yourself. That's a point that I would just want to stress right now. Educate yourself. Do your own research. You know, don't take everything at face value. It's good to question the authority. I mean, that's what America was built on. You question things. You know, you stand up for yourself. You know, you stand up for your family. Let's move on. I think we got we've had a you know we got Pierre. Before we move on, that that sounded like one of Pierre's points. It that is a Pierre's point. Yes. This point, which now that it's spring, Pierre is no longer hibernating, and Pierre sure. may be making some visits on the show. I don't know. I gotta get a bear sound of some kind. Of course, last time I did a bear sound, it sounded like a toilet flushing. <laughs> but um, let's talk. What I really want to talk about is: Will we ever see sport again? And Florida's opened up. Arizona's opened up. What do you think about that? What do you think uh, sports will be looking like in the near future? Um. Dude, honestly, that, that I, I I can't I don't know. It's obviously impossible to enforce or you know encourage any kind of social distancing in a sporting event. What are you gonna do? Have a, a thirty thousand capacity stadium with ten thousand people in it? Like one person every? You know how expensive those tickets are gonna be? You're never gonna go to a game again. That's gonna be an elitist thing. It's true. You know, to go to, to go to a live sporting event is gonna be elitist, and you know. I, if you think about it, elites are not the ones that go to games, right? It's the working class, blue collar, you know, middle America that goes to the games. 
the backbone of our country is yeah, yeah. and and uh i don't know but um it was weird i don't know if you watched any of the highlights of the last ufc fight that happened over the weekend no so there was there was a ufc event in jacksonville and there was no crowd and it's hilarious because you can hear everything when you're watching the fight you can hear the fighters talking to each other during the fight there, there, there was one moment actually this one dude who was getting his ass kicked and he was in his corner and he was talking he was talking to his to his uh to his coaches and he's like and he's sitting there and they've got a, you know an ice pack over his neck and he's like he's like I, he's like i think my teeth are about to fall out and they're like no 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 you're good you're good you're good <laughs> and, and sure enough he gets back in the in the cage dude gets on his back and like hit him a couple times and there's a video of him like picking his tooth up and handing it to the referee during while he's like turtling over on his back. What? And you can hear, you can hear the, so the, the fighter that was, I forgot the guy's name, who was winning was on top of him. And he says to him, uh, I forgot the guy's, the, the, the other opponent's name, but he's like, he's like, sorry, man, it's just part of the job. And he's like, yeah, I get you, man. I get you. You can hear them talking. So like, it's, it's, it's eerily creepy. And silent in the in the arena without the crowd. Yeah. So all that back- I, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to start doing. So I don't know if you know, but um, like like some of the electric cars, like Teslas and the all electric BMWs, mm-hmm. they do this thing where they will, they, they 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 pump fake engine noises into the vehicle as you drive to give you the the feeling of power and speed. So like even though there's no exhaust and there's no motor, when you accelerate, you hear the RPMs going up. So I'm wondering if they're gonna start pumping like fake crowd noise into yeah. these games. <laughs> but then, but then at the same time, if you're if if you're the visiting team, the home court should have like some kind of like um, pre-written like trash talking <laughs> and heckling. Free oh, <laughs> hecklers. Ha ha! That free throw sucked. You loser. Ha ha. <laughs> wide right wide right <laughs> i actually like i actually like the kind like i want to i'm going to go back uh when we're done i'm going to go look for uh the replay of those fights from the ufc because I, I missed out on all the action and i was really it was in jacksonville i thought they were going to have a fight island what happened to fight island dr moreau's island of, of fighters i think that island he's talking about is in the keys too oh you sure I'm pretty sure it's because I saw the aerial of it. It looks like Pelican Island, which is this little, it's an island right off the, uh, the, um, the seven mile bridge mm-hmm. going from like uh, Isla Mirada down to Monroe. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know Pelican Island. We, 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 yeah. you and I have countless families and girl and fiancés. We would go down before, uh, <laughs> That is awesome. I hope it's Pelican Island. Rename yeah. it. No, because then it's gonna be like that movie, The Condemned. Remember that movie with yeah. Steve Austin and like and like the other action guys, and they're they're prisoners, they're put on the island to fight to the death. Oh, what about the Ray Liotta escape? Yes, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. I wanna I wanna I wanna rewatch the the fights because I think that's cool. They hear them talking to each other and fight yeah. like, oh yeah, this is part of the game, man. Sorry, here here's your tooth. <laughs> so, yeah, man. It's, uh, but Florida, 
don't know what sports is going to be, man. I don't know. It, it's sad, but um, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm in. I'm not thinking about it now. I'm watching The Last Dance. I'm on episode six, and I'm watching like one episode every two days, just to stretch it as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So I have some new sports in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of controversy over that because a lot of people, from what I've heard on the radio, uh, people talking about The Last Dance. Michael Jordan, he saved a private video that he recorded uh, during his run. Uh, that the whole gambling issue that he kind of had, his pre-retirement, retirement, then coming back, that last finals. Um, people are saying that he's coming off a little bit of a, he's an a-hole uh, in the series. But uh, I've also heard that it makes uh, Pippin. Look like a crybaby. Is this true? So I haven't gotten to that episode yet about the gambling. Um, the episode I've stopped at so far is the 92 Dream Team episode. And do you remember the controversy about that? Yeah. Where Yeah, Thomas, because he hated the Pistons. He Yes, exactly. But And they try to get it to the point, they spin it to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, so you really didn't want, you know, Isaiah in there. And he's like, no, no, no. It wasn't, you know, I know everyone's going to spin it to make it look like it was me, but nobody wanted Isaiah there because Isaiah had beef with everybody in the league. You know, he was always, he was he pissed off Magic. He pissed off uh, Pippen. He pissed off Malone. He pissed off um, uh, um, Barley. No, um, well, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. So, you know, nobody wanted him. But on the other side, just through watching the whole thing, I did read a thing that it was a uh, an interview um, about making of The Last Dance where supposedly the only way Jordan was on board with making that in the first place was if he was guaranteed to get the last word out of any topic they talk about. So well, I'd love to have the last word on any video that's made about me. Like, no, we're yeah. taking it out. Yeah. I let everybody know what I said. Any topic they brought up, he they could say whatever they want, but then they had to go back to him to get his rebuttal on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's why, like, every segment ends with him, you know, which is understandable. I mean, the whole world revolves around Michael Jordan during this time, but, you know, he, he, he does come off as a little bit of a, you know, not friendly fellow sometimes. But, um, but I don't mind that. Like, people are like, oh, he's not as nice as he was. Like, he, was he ever really nice? I mean, just because that's the thing. You watch the highlight, like the like the clips and the actual video of him during his career. He wasn't nice to anybody. He would he made he would make fun of the the Bulls owner. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did I did see the first uh, two episodes. They uh, it was I think it was episode five or something like that when he he wins they win their first or no they win the second championship like the back to back from uh, ninety. Was 91, 92, I think it was. Yeah. That he won back to back. And um, he's smoking a cigar, and Jerry Krause is next to him. And Krause asked for a cigar, and Jordan goes, No, 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 they'll stunt your growth. <laughs> he's super short. <laughs> so, I mean, he, and, and they, he was a competitive guy, obviously. So, you uh-huh. know, there were tons of clips about him just ripping his teammates and, you know, just bullying them around, but he was trying to win. You know, he didn't have time for people's bullshit. I think that's where the Pippin thing comes in. Yeah. yeah. 
but whatever. Pippen, he had a bad agent. I think it turned out. I mean, his first big contract, his agent gets him to sign up like a seven-year deal, which came out to like a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Stuck in that contract during the Bulls' rise. So, you know. Yeah, they locked know? a top 10 player in the league that with that contract at dirt cheap money. Well, I mean, back then in the 90s, a million dollars is pretty good, but. It was, he was. Gordon's making 20 million, the 25 million. He, he was being paid like less than, I think it was like the 30%. Of the NBA, mm-hmm. which is great for a guy like Pippen, you know. Yeah. But whatever, that's the only sports in my life right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to catching up. I'm only I've only gotten to the second episode, so I want I need to catch up. And uh, you know what? We'll review uh, next cast. We'll talk more about Jordan, more yeah. about how it finishes. How the uh, the documentary goes. Sunday. So if we cast like on Monday or Tuesday, mm-hmm. once I have a chance to watch them, then I think we can we can kind of close the the book on that one. Okay. Well, then I got a lot of I got a lot of TV I got a lot of show to watch because I'm only on like the same. It, it can it can be like you know in a week or two. It's not you're not on like a deadline. All right. You were giving me a deadline. It's like, oh snap! I gotta watch. <laughs> no. Well, I think it's time to uh, wrap this one up, dude. Dad life is a 24-hour job. Yeah, man, definitely is. It's been great catching up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for listening, wherever you are, whenever you are. Uh, stay, you know, healthy. Stay, stay healthy. Uh, you know, look after yourself and your family. And, you know, as uh, I guess uh, as Pierre might, might say, if he could speak words, um, you know, now that it's springtime, get out of the cave. Explore, take a hike, walk, be outside. Beautiful day today. It was nice and sunny. Yep, definitely was. And I hear my baby cub right now crying. So that is my cue. Peace out, everybody. (laughs) Lettuce.